Welcome to COVID Diary. My name's Andrea Hardiker, and this is my COVID Diary. Like everybody else in the world right now, I'm trying to get to grips with a whole new lifestyle during the corona pandemic. I decided to chart my journey here. I hope this journey won't end up too bleak. My mum always said I looked at life through rose-coloured spectacles. She might be right, but I think right now, hope is important, so I'm holding out. That said, there's no denying that these are very difficult times. I've never encountered anything like this in the past, and I hope never to see it again in the future. But for now, all I have is today, this moment, so I've decided to gather all my thoughts and share them. March 23rd, 2020. When Corona first crept into the world, for me she was like a dark spectre in the distance. A little bit like some sort of creepy crawly that appeared way up high in a hard to reach corner of the ceiling. I was a little spooked and kept an eye on her movements, but she wasn't quite close enough for me to be really afraid. Sometimes during the night I'd wake up and worry that she'd moved or disappeared somewhere I wasn't able to see. But I calmed myself with the thought that she'd soon scuttle off into a dark crevice, never to be seen again. That didn't happen. She gradually inched closer and closer until suddenly she overshadowed every single thing I'd ever known. The first thing I noticed, like everyone else, was a great toilet roll robbery. Where was it going? Why? And when would it be back? One day the shelves were full, the next day completely empty. I got a little panicky. Then there was a hand sanitizer, soap and finally food itself. Tins of soup, tomatoes, vegetables, flour, baking ingredients. Supermarkets began to resemble mortuary shelves, taking on an eerie silence. I became frightened to breathe in public spaces, afraid to touch. Our elderly in-laws began limiting their days out. Then my other half began to ask if I should do the same. I'm a musician and had a whole load of paid gigs lined up. Money was important. This was particularly hard. It was early stages of the virus over here. But my other half was reading everything he could about how things were developing elsewhere. I, like others, didn't want it to be true. When I asked those running events if it might be wise to cancel, they were understandably hesitant. Music brings joy. Things aren't that bad, surely. We'll be careful. We'll wash our hands. How quickly that attitude vanished. And now I'm hoping it was quick enough. It's only been a couple of weeks since my last gig. 
Was I careful enough? I suddenly remember all the people who hugged me during that time, every hand I shook, every place I visited. But my son was still working, and my daughter still at school, still functioning, still around hundreds of others. Then we heard the schools would shut, and I made a very difficult decision to keep my daughter away on her last day of school. What's another day? she begged. It was difficult to explain. Every moment, every decision could count. Her brother wanted to go out and see his friends. It's really difficult being the parent who says no before others have got to that point. The kids and their friends think you're hysterical. And that sort of group thinking is very hard to break free from. But we had to stand firm. So we are already on day four of isolation. My son is going crazy. He loves life. He loves people. He loves to have fun. We can take the dog for a walk. And other than that, I'm hoping he uses his creativity. Have a house party was my suggestion. Get your mates online, have a drink, and you could be the resident DJ from your bedroom. Do I sound like an old fart? Probably. But what other choice does he really have? Emotions run high at times like this. We're mourning a way of life. I miss being out, playing music. I took so much for granted. The freedom to move about, shop, see friends and family. Get a haircut. It's hard to get your head around these sudden changes. And I haven't even got started about the finances. I'm really sticking my head in the sand over that one. It's too terrifying to even think about. So I'm sticking that fear into a dark crevice. But just like the virus itself, those financial concerns loom dark and heavy on my mind, like a spider that's crept under the skirting board but left one of its legs poking out. My son's off to university after the summer. How do we pay his fees? How do we support him? How do we pay the mortgage? So here's what I do know. Anxiety is like a flesh-eating bug itself. It can consume every single thought I have if I let it. So instead, I have to concentrate on the tiny moments. I have to think about the small things that I can control, not the huge things that I can't. And I absolutely have to stay inside. I have so much respect for those in the front line and those in supporting roles. That's true courage they are showing right now. I have to help them. Not by saying thanks, but by doing whatever I can to stop the spread of this beast. And I have to be grateful for every single thing I once took for granted.